Hello, this is Matt from the Wicked Awesome Podcast. I was very pleased to have the opportunity to interview Kevin Goatee and Kevin Israel, hosts of Getting the Sacred Cow. I won't get uh, too into too much detail about what their show is about, other than it's a movie review show with uh, some twists and a formula that works for them. I was disappointed at the beginning due to the fact that Podbean wasn't working for us. We couldn't connect to do a live show, and I apologize for my normal Podbean live listeners. Kevin Goatee suggested that we use Zoom, and I was pleasantly surprised at how well the audio is with Zoom for this type of thing. So I'm still relatively new to editing. This is like take number God knows how many. But anyway, I'll let you listen to the podcast, and it's a good one. You'll notice that it starts a little bit in media array. There's some awkwardness at the beginning. Once the show gets going, it's one of the better uh, times I've had podcasting. And once again, thank you for listening. Uh, so, yeah, uh, enjoy, the, enjoy your show. Glad I discovered it uh, via you guys through uh, Twitter exchange. Thank you. Yeah, man. Thanks. Uh, Appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, so how do you two know each other, and how did you come up with this concept? Well, have you ever heard of a glory hole? No. I it's a <laughs> liar. So <laughs> we're, we're both uh, comics, Kevin and I. I'm more out of the city. Kevin's more, I guess, Jersey and, and more spread out around the country. And we just know each other from Facebook. As with, with comics, a lot of people just friend request you if you're a comedian. The old joke is, no, if you're a comedian, you don't accept a friend request unless you have like 150 mutual friends. <laughs> so that's uh, so I've known Kevin for Christ, man. It's been a, what I don't know, eight years, some shit At like least, that. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say. And I, I've always uh, so a, bit, a little about me. I'm a bit of a, a a sports guy and a movie snob, and I'll put opinions on Facebook that may or may not irk people. And uh, hot takes, hot. I don't do it just for the sake of God. I legit feel this way. And um, Kevin and I have had repartee about films for that, that, you know, eight years plus, whatever. And about 80% of the time, I would say thereabouts, we agree. And one day, I uh, I have I've I've created a bunch of shows. I had a show on Amazon for eight seasons called Comics Watching Comics. Uh, I've got a a game show I'm trying to pitch. I also have a Fantasy football jibber jabber, which is a combination of fantasy football advice and NFL bets. So I'm just, again, I think that's going to be my path more than anything else. And one day I said, you know what? I want to do another podcast. I did a few podcasts that uh, did not take take off in fucking quotes. How about barely getting a quarter inch off the ground? Let's just use that proper terminology because I didn't realize how much fucking work this thing is if you really want it to make happen. So one day I was just like, you know, what? I want to do a movie podcast. I know a shit ton about movies. I definitely have a lot of opinions about films, but it has to be different. It has to be different than every other jerk off out there who has three or four of his friends or her friends sitting around a table drinking beer or whatever going, you know what? I think Empire Strikes Back is better than Star Wars. Yeah, fuck you. I think Jedi is better than Empire. Yeah, fuck you both. Star Wars is better. Like no one cares. Absolutely. So, yeah, and everyone does, and, and there are a ton of podcasts out there that say, "Let's all take a shitty film and stomp on that." Well, where's the fun? Mm-hmm. So I decided to come up with "Gutting the Sacred Cow," which is you have to take, you have to pick a film 
that you hate or you find overrated, but the twist is this, it has to meet one of these criteria, widely beloved, critically acclaimed, or a box office success. So you just can't come on and, and dunk on Sleepaway Camp or Friday the 13th Part 7, you know, or some piece of shit like, you know, John Carter. We know they suck. There's no, there's no glory in that. Plus, we want to have people who truly legitimately hate these films, hear their logic why, and, and go down that rabbit hole. That's how the podcast came to be. Excellent. Yeah. And Kevin Israel, uh, you're, you used to be an attorney. I was reading your background. Yeah, I, I practiced for a couple of years and um, hated my life. And <laughs> I've, I've been doing stand-up for about 20 years now. Um, and while I was practicing, I wasn't really able to do much comedy. And I just decided that who needs money when you can live out of your car and disappoint your parents? <laughs> well, hey, that's my motto. That's my yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you guys are, I'm 50 years old. You're a little bit younger than me. You grew up primarily in the 90s. I grew up in the 80s. Uh, both you guys are part of Generation X, I assume. Yep. Yep. Very much so, yeah. yeah absolutely. So, I'm I mean, a lot, of, a lot of these movies that you have gone over with just... I am so amazed at the guests that you get, and they're outrageously funny. Uh, movies that I have watched, some I have adored, some I can see the points that people make as they're trying to get the sacred cow. Uh, some I'm like, I see that uh, Kevin Goatee, your second favorite film is Pulp Fiction. Oh, someone's doing homework or you listen to the oh. podcast. <laughs> I do. I do. Well, the irony there is it's my second favorite movie. Of, uh, oh, good. What's your first? You have taste already. Uh, my first is Apocalypse Now. That would definitely make the, uh, the podcast. I'm waiting for someone oh, yeah. to do that. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, a long film and drags yeah. out, I think. But yeah, I did see. But I did see that somebody had the audacity. To come on to your show and, and do space to... balls. I know it was horrible. <laughs> How dare that's somebody search to <laughs> the good name of Spaceball? Sorry, I had to. No, he, no, no, it's a piece of shit. Spaceballs fucking stinks. <laughs> I agree with that decision wholeheartedly. <laughs> I, I tend to agree with you. I listened to that episode. I saw that on VHS when I was 14. So that would have been 1986. Yes. Yes. I had the dumbest mutant ability of knowing the year films are released right and ask me how much pussy that's gotten me none none zero none, zero. none. none. zero <laughs> yes yeah so kevin and i were I, I was about to turn i was nine turning 10 that year kevin i think you're you're, you're a summer kid so yeah you might have turned 10 by that point yeah right. that's in our that's in our wheelhouse too yeah so i would have been almost 15 when that movie came out it's interesting uh because i enjoyed it then I haven't seen it since. I bet if I watched it now, I would not like it. Yeah. Didn't it, like as a kid, hate as an adult. And you hate it as an adult, yeah. It's one of those movies. I wonder if it does stand the test of time, so I'm curious. I'm going to have to go back and watch it. Um, whoever came on. Moving on. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah. But somebody had the audacity to come onto your show and try to gut Pulp Fiction? Who would do that? My, oh, yeah. my my very good friend Lynette Palladino, whom I, I adore. She was my producer on Comics Watch of Comics for a few seasons. Mm -hmm. And I told her, I said, Lynette, do not fuck this up. 
because I'm going to obliterate you. You had better come prepared. That is not, I will not pull punches. I will not take it easy on you. I am like, I am like the Terminator. He won't, he has a mission. He will not stop until you are dead. Do you understand? Like there's, the, she, the, the best she could have hoped to do was get me to at least acquiesce a point or two. And she didn't. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I refuse to listen. I refuse to listen to that. What I, I, that's you what should. I'm saying now. You I, should. I, I probably if, should. If I you want to hear should. a bully stomp out somebody, you should listen to that. <laughs> um, another one which I haven't listened to yet, but I will, uh, Kevin Israel, uh, you're not a fan of The Shining. No. <laughs> no. It's a, uh, it's a horribly overrated movie. Uh, yeah. I don't want to call it a piece of shit because, it, you know, it's a classic and... Um, Jack Nicholson and whatnot, but it's so overrated, and it's just not—it's just a bad horror movie that's not scary, and it it plays on a bunch of tropes, and it's just—it's just a bad movie. There's no character development. There's no. There's only a couple of scenes that really that really grip that that manage to capture the awesomeness of the book. The books were amazing, and I and we I mean look, we encounter this a lot on the podcast where it's like the book is better than the movie, and of course, like uh, the book's always better than the movie. It's almost impossible. For the book not to be better than the movie um but in this case and he's and and kubrick submitted it he didn't even try like he was he was making his own movie and stephen king left the set halfway through filming like he hates it um and for good reason it's a bad it's a bad movie and people just get caught up in jack nicholson being jack and you know the the few eerie points in the movie but if one looked at a whole yeah, it's just it's a bad movie i have a lame claim to fame uh Stephen King, I I live in Maine. Uh, Stephen King's from Maine. Stephen King used to go to AA meetings in my hometown. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. You are he, right. That was very lame. <laughs> that's pretty lame. Yeah, he would wear a fur coat and like these uh, mud these mud boots that came up to his knees. He'd come in and buy them uh, to the local store and buy a Mountain Dew and a pack of smokes. Yeah, checks out so far. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, there's some, I listened to the guy who came on and did Scarface and I'm not going to do any spoilers for your episodes. Cause I want people to listen to these cause they're hilarious and intriguing. And I want people to listen to them and make their own judgments. I will say this about the Scarface one, that guy who gutted and I, sorry, I forget his name. That guy, that came, yeah. yes, thank you. They came in and tried to gut Scarface. He was pretty much spot on. And up until that episode, I thought that was a movie I liked, but he made a lot of good points. So I'll say that. Yeah, yeah he did. Uh, I was never crazy about Scarface to begin with. I think people went gaga over it. It's uh, definitely the mantelpiece for every rapper from since 1993. And it just, it didn't hit, even all, and then, and then this is the same thing as kind of uh, shining. Even Oliver Stone was just like, nah, I was coked out of my tits when I did that one. <laughs> and it's yeah. funny that every gangster, you know, is like, I want to be like Scarface and they wear Scarface shirts. And it's like, did you see, did you see how it turned out for Scarface? Like this isn't, <laughs> this wasn't the textbook case on how to be a successful gangster. This was a textbook case on how to get killed by your, uh, your opposition in the feds. Exactly, yeah. Well, I mean, Al Pacino did do an incredible job in that movie, and that's really the saving grace, I get my opinion, of course. But mm -hmm. if anyone else played in... If anyone else played that role, that movie would be completely forgettable. 
I think if you look at the movie as like a character, and, and not as a comedy, but almost a satire, it's a it's a better movie. But if you look at it as you know, when people put it in in the you know in the rankings of like Goodfellas and Godfather, it's not that kind of movie. It's it's a ridiculous, over the top, seventies feeling movie about a ridiculous, over the top gangster played by a guy who's doing a terrible Cuban accent. Like the whole thing. Actually, I'll, my buddy uh, who is Cuban from Miami said he did a pretty goddamn good Cuban accent. Well, my wife's mom, who is Cuban, says it's a terrible, <laughs> it's accent. A terrible accent. Well, I will yeah, one up you. <laughs> <laughs> he is Cuban. All right. Agreed. To that. Who cares? How about that? That film stinks. I will say this, Kevin Goatee. I've never seen a Christmas story, but now I feel like I have to. Oh, do you? Do you just have complete disregard for an hour and 30 minutes of your time and want to <laughs> have to go down a, a trope-filled mountain of garbage nostalgia to make yourself feel better? About I, 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 I think that's what it is. I believe that's what it is. Yeah, leaving oh leaving aside God. whether the movie was good or bad, I don't know how you could avoid that. Being, being in our age range, I don't know how you yeah. avoided that movie. It's on constantly around. I like, you must have caught a little bit of it, like a couple scenes. I have it. Have I, have, I, I, I do, but I have a TV. And it's one of those things. It came out in the mid 80s. I have always loved movies, and I wasn't aware. I can't remember that movie coming out. I mean, it's one of those. It movies bombed. That, what's that? I'm sorry. And I, I think it, it bombed at the theaters. It didn't become yeah. a big deal until Turner decided that that was going to be its staple. Right, right. So then, kind of like It's a Wonderful Life, which also didn't do well at the box office back in the day, but then all of a sudden it gets on heavy rotation and is played a bunch of times on uh, a local New York television station, and there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, again, thank you for your, well, thank you for your time. Um, oh, we're done already? Okay, cool. <laughs> we're done already. I'm trying to think what other notes I had. I guess uh, the formula of your show is, I mean, my podcast is relatively new. I'm trying to come up with a niche, if you will. And the formula of your show works. The five why, does, star why does it? Tell us. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, why does it work? So I'm going to hear why. I'm well, that's why I ask. Because it's the, it's the same structure for every episode, it appears. I mean, you give the criteria, you let the guests uh, provide their notes, their reasoning. You provide your funny observations and notes, which are always a riot. And then you give your ratings, the one through 10 ratings. Oh, and I forgot before, you also do your IMD, you do your guessing game with your IMD and Rotten Tomatoes ratings which is great because mm -hmm. I find myself driving in the car listening to the podcast thinking, oh, I bet that was a 81% for Rodney <laughs> <laughs> So that's a great uh, grab, if you will. And then, um, you know, and I'm always curious uh, at the end, I love the five-star and one-star reviews. They're always funny. Sometimes the one-star reviews are funny just because they have nothing to do with the movie. They have to do with whether or not the right DVD came in the, the case. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then it's, well, did this guess successfully got the sacred cow? And you two are the judge and uh, our jury on that one. And 
great. And it's rare that it happens, which is even better because it's a special occurrence when it actually does. Uh, I would disagree with that, Kevin. I think it's more, it's not that rare for someone to come in and gut a film. Would you? I would, I would, I would just off a pure guesstimate, I would say it's 50 50. It's about 50 50. And it may be because I haven't listened to all your episodes. It may just, it may be just, uh, it happens to be the ones I've listened to that, uh, weren't where the guests weren't successful. Now, there's one where Kevin Goatee actually, and I won't say which episode, you actually changed your score and went up, and you still said that the guest succeeded in gutting the sacred cow. And I was like, huh? How does that one happen? That happens here and there. It happens. That's how you know it's a great guest. If they have a great argument where I go, I'm not going to change my opinion. But you Ooh. made a lot of hell of a good points where I go, that's good. Again, most, most of the time, these, with the, when that happens, I'm not dying on the hill for that film. Or I like it. I'm not like, holy shit, you're so fucking wrong and guns are out. So it happens sometimes where that does happen. I'm looking at my, our last 10 episodes. I'm going to say no, you, yes, no, yes, no, yes. I forgot that was a split decision, I think. No, let's say yes, no, no. So about 60% of the time, it's about a no, they don't do it. Yeah, 60%, okay. Yeah, okay. That's, yeah. A, that's, the last, that's the last 10, I mean. That's the last 10, sure, for sure. And, yeah. and to your point of format, what you know, it's kind of the simple genius of the show, and I have to give all credit to KG on this, is that coming up, with, and I think when anybody ever asks about, you know, what's the secret to a successful podcast, the easy secret is be a celebrity. But if you're not a celebrity... The, uh, the 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 next best thing is to have a format. It's like anything. It's like any show, any uh, new show, variety show, any of them, anything. You have to have some kind of format. If it's just you just bullshitting on and on until you decide to end it, it gets boring and it's uninteresting and nobody's going to care. But if you have a format that people can listen to and look forward to, like you just said, you know, some people love the 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 one star reviews. Some people love the you know listening to us argue about the ratings or you know having segments that people can expect and latch on to and compare as the episodes move on that's really the secret so uh, you know when you're when you're coming up with a podcast come up with a format that keeps you and it, and, and it keeps us tight it keeps us within you know the hour-ish range sure. which like i said unless you're a celebrity that people just want to hear drone on nobody wants to listen to you talk for more than an hour so having a format helps move it and it helps keep it within some kind of parameter. Yeah, and I'm beginning to see that as well because uh, I've done many episodes where it's just me bullshitting, which, uh, you know, friends and family like to listen to it, but it doesn't have much mass appeal uh, yeah. as well. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I have discovered that interview shows tend to do well because people do like to uh, listen to, or just people are curious about what else is out there, especially when it comes to uh, podcasters. And uh, you, you guys are certainly one of the, uh, a couple of the more interesting guys I've run into. And uh, thank you, we do try. Yeah. Who's more interesting than us? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, you know what, Kevin Goatee? No one, no one. I'm just going to put you guys. <laughs> if you were up to there say right Bill now. Burr, I go, I fucking completely get it. Or Corolla, or no, I've, and I've said it about Bill Burr Rogan. before. I, Bill Burr, I like, I like his stand-up. I even like. 
seeing him in acting roles. Like in The Mandalorian, I forgot it was Bill Burr after a while. I actually think he's a halfway decent actor. His uh, Monday podcast that he does, I'm not a fan of. Uh, I don't feel like, I don't believe that's the best format for him. And a lot of times that's just, I mean, it's, it's a guy bullshitting for an hour or more. And it's, it's hard to get into, even if you are a celebrity. And it's not always funny. That's very true. I don't know about Bill Burge. I have not listened to it yet, so I shouldn't yeah. Yeah, me neither. say yeah. that. Yeah. Well, good. I mean, so the ones that I haven't listened to yet that I'm curious about are The Shining, which I mentioned, Toy Story, Gone with the Wind. <laughs> <laughs> Toy Story, that one is going to be in our pantheon of what the fucks. <laughs> well, that's just it. Well, and I mean, and I think about Gone with the Wind, you that came out in 1939. I mean, how can you? I mean, so you have to remember that when you're watching the movie. And it almost seems like it's unfair to go in and try to, uh, you know, shit on that. But, uh, well, John Fuglesang didn't think so. <laughs> so I'll, I'll definitely listen to that one. Uh, Citizen Kane, kind of the same reason. I mean, that was like really the first modern movie, if you will. Uh, and so many, uh, I mean, I. I took an intro to film class in college, and that was highlighted. <laughs> Everyone had that in their film 101. I had it. Israel, I think you did too. Yeah. And yeah. it's just a hot abortion. Yeah, you know, abortion. There, there are some movies. There are some older movies that do just stand up to the test of time. And, you know, maybe through special effects or filming, it doesn't look as good, whatever. But the stories and the plot and the characters hold up. But some of these movies, I mean, like, on citizen on rewatch of citizen kane there's just not there's not much interesting to it and no. the story is told in a very disjointed way uh that doesn't that doesn't play to anything like pulp fiction is told in a j disjointed way that once you realize how the story's being told it's almost like a revelation and then on rewatch it's more fun because you get to piece it together citizen kane's not like that citizen kane's just told in this disjointed format that makes it almost a more of a slog to get through so just being, an, it's just being able to say, oh, well, it's an old movie. It's a classic. You can't take it apart. I don't think that argument holds up because you can, you, you could still tell good stories 70 years ago. Um, and some movies don't. That's a good and point. And the characters in Pulp Fiction are 85 million fucking more times more entertaining than Citizen Kane. Charles Foster Kane. Charles Foster Kane has the personality of the fucking gimp. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he, he, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but come on. You, you can't. Vincent Vega, Jules Winfield, Jesus, even shitty Quentin Tarantino's acting. His character is uh, 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 Jimmy, the guy in the house they go crash at, sure. they go get to clean the car. Sure. There's way more going on with him than there is with Citizen Kane. It's just the problem with this is the AFI is, 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 is I, I can't stand it because everyone just like Kevin it's, uh, Israel just said, you watch these movies at the time, they're great, they're grandiose, they're beautiful. And at the time they were, that's fine. But you can't keep them on these top 100 lists now and, and say that still holds up. You know what movie still holds up beautifully? Jaws. And that shit's oh, 40 fucking six years old. Yep. No one's going to ever take that off the list. Ever. Ever. It's perfect. It is. I just saw that recently and I was like, holy shit. Probably for the first right. time in like 20 years. And I was like, right. wow. Well. Psycho, Vertigo, Rear Window, a lot of the Hitchcock stuff. Mm -hmm. Still excellent. 
just because it was so amazing at the time then you got it has to these people have to watch these films and with the complete tabula rasa and say after every five or ten years we have to watch all these films on the on the afi to really give that fair shake because there are a lot of films that are not on the afi that fucking should be and it's a crime they're not like big trouble in little china how dare you exclude such a modern masterpiece 35 years old but it's a fucking classic. <laughs> that's right it just turned 35 years old yeah so, so yeah. turn and turn your two there's another one is on the afi list i don't know but it should be because it's fucking perfect absolutely well i uh i came up with a list of movies that i believe would fit your criteria is it okay if i say what they are of course you can say what they are okay one would be carrie i would allow that yeah Yeah. uh another one would be say anything i saw that back in the day and i i just didn't get it i don't get it i don't get it now how people are nostalgic about that I I i would probably text you on this one and go I know people like this film. Are people going to get that upset if they tear down? I, th- I think. I think so. You that think so? that scene cool. has been recreated in so many movies. The holding the boombox up. So, outside yeah, the I mean that's just that's oh. that movie spawned a whole slew of other movies. Yeah. That I th- I think that's I think that's one that would that would have to Matt. So this is this is a lot of our conversations with with our guests when they go, "Hey, I want to be on your podcast." Or I reach out to them and go, "Yeah, I'd love to be in your podcast." And they send me these films that no one gives two shits about like one guy was like can we do uh um oh god uh roger and me the documentary go no one fucking cares about no one cares about that the revenant i go that's borderline what else do you have and they're just firing out other movies you go no one is going to care the goal of podcast is simple we want people to look at their phone their tablet their computer and go what the Fuck, someone has the balls to go after blah, blah, blah. That is the reaction I want every single week. And until we run out of films, that is what is going to be until until that day arrives. I see. What else else on your list? Go ahead. Not bad. Good list so far. I'll give you that. Well, the other three, uh, well, the next three, I should say, are probably, and I'll name them quickly because I believe they fall into the category of no one gives a shit. Uh, the uh, Crying Game, Shakespeare in Love, no, and the English. Nope, no, no. The English pa- people love. That's another one that's got all oh, that's that's brought up. Can we do the English patient? No, no yeah. one fucking cares, no one cares about the English patient. Right. Yes, hey, was I, Shakespeare in Love the English patient? What was the third one? Crying Game. Crying Game. Yeah, I think no. the crying of all of them, the Crying Game, might be the most interesting to do, mm-hmm. but. I, I don't know how many people the crying game was, I mean, not as much now, but the crying game was also another movie where that, you know, people recreated that scene and it, it sort of, it sort of lived in pop culture, but I, I might argue in, if Kev, if Kev texted me that I would, I might argue in favor of it, but the other two, I would definitely. I, and I, I would not even text you about the crying game. Go, no one fucking cares. Like, no, no the, yeah. the thing, here's another way. Here's the real way to figure out, do it. If you were to count 10, 10 people that you know, just 10 random friends, how many of them own or talk about the crying game on a quasi-regular basis? I'll guarantee no one owns that fucking film out of that group of 10. I promise you. And that's a good point. And I can't remember the last time I've heard anyone mention that. It's probably Or the been- other two. Shakespeare in Love. The only reason why Shakespeare in exactly. Love is popular is because Harvey Weinstein led the, led, the, led the campaign of campaigns. And it... 
mysteriously beat out Saving Private Ryan, to which that's where everyone should go. You know, the Academy Awards are fucking horseshit. That's 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 how you know one of many reasons why it's terrible. No question. Amen to that. And I only have two left. Uh, Jerry Maguire. I would allow that. Yep. Yep. Uh, Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, the last one is uh, a Scorsese movie. I. So that you guys did The Departed last week, I chimed in on Twitter about my thoughts of it. I actually agreed with the guy that came on. Uh, Gangs of New York, I also would throw into uh, that as well. Just I would allow that. Yeah, pretty that clear. Awards and, and, and yeah, people like that. People like oh, yeah. Like Monster cast. Absolutely... Yeah. yeah. Monster cast. And I would even have the balls to pick apart Daniel Day-Lewis's acting in that. So No, you would not. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Wow. Yeah, wow, I would, I would, I would. That Raleigh Fingers mustache and the whatever accent he did it before Raleigh Fingers was fucking born. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So you spend um, how much of your time do you spend marketing this show in particular? Uh, I mean, if you're going to get into percentages as far yeah, as the actual no. podcast versus. How many hours a day? Well, I do the editing. I do all those clips that you see. Kevin shares. Kevin writes blurbs. We do our blog articles every the Monday through Friday. We do our and you owe me some articles this week, Kevin. Oh yeah, <laughs> the quotes, the uh, that doesn't happen list, the movies we've seen, the movie news, the movies we want to see, or sequels that we asked did not want to see or want to see. So all that takes a lot of fucking time, plus the resharing, plus going on and just retweeting, putting on Instagram, putting on TikTok, putting on Facebook, putting on Twitter. 20, 30 hours a week, somewhere in there. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, that's a lot. The editing of the show takes easily three to four hours just to get that final product out. And 90% of the time, 90, it's just me putting those title, like the, the the, the lower thirds in. And editing out ums and as well as dead spots or jokes that just don't fly. I'm like, I, I'll let a few in there that suck. I go, boy, I had a bad day. I'm going to cut out a, a couple more jokes that just suck. I just try to make it and tightening it up. And if it's a bad guest, I got that's the worst because I'd have to cut them up a lot. And um, let's just say if you hear an episode now, I would say, because a lot of our episodes are going about 50 minutes easily, more like mm-hmm. an hour. Yeah. If you see somebody going under an hour, that means they were not that good. And I had to do a lot of <laughs> Oh, okay. But well, I had I'm going to keep that one in mind. <laughs> in the beginning, though, in the beginning, we, we, we were very fast. I don't know what it was because now that people know the, or we have a lot of repeat guests because people fucking love them and we love having them. Hmm. They, like to, they like to really dig in deep. There are people like, like Bill Schultz is one of our favorite. He's been on how many fucking times now? Four, five? Oh. Bill loves to talk, but Bill, most importantly, can edit and he's fucking funny entertaining his co-host on the morning show joanne she is the queen of bullet points she hits you hard she hits you fast and that's it and so it's a funny the two of them work together on a day in and day out basis but the two of their styles are both very different but it doesn't mean that that, that one's bad other episodes with their shorter now are most likely because the guest isn't pulling their weight and i'll get a text from kevin going Shoulder up, buddy. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I believe Joanne was the one that did Grease. Am I, is that correct? And Citizen Kane and Silver Linings Playbook. And okay. she and Bill also did The Karate Kid, our live episode being done. So Joanne is an absolute fucking treasure. Yes. I, I, I can't stop saying great things about her. I love her. She's as smart as a whip and she's funny. 
And I did listen. I did listen to the Karate Kid one just a couple days ago, and uh, right. that was one movie I did not like back then, and uh, I have no reason to watch it now. All my uh, Gen X friends, oh, you got to watch Cobra Kai. You got to watch Cobra Kai. So I, I gave it a chance, and I'm like, wow. This show really, really sucks. Wrong. Oh, <laughs> wow, oh a, my goodness. That's a hot what's, take. Oh, what's the appeal? It's like bad acting. Uh, like Ralph Macchio has the whatever Webster syndrome, uh, as one of you uh, said. It's like, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I uh, I gotta disagree there. I vehemently disagree. I fucking love Johnny Lawrence in this film. You can argue the other, the the pussy uh, Daniel uh, LaRusso dojo kids. Those guys suck. But Johnny LaRusso is, uh, sorry, Johnny Lawrence is a fucking breath of fresh air. Love him. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, great. Uh, Now, your platform of choice, uh, you seem to promote yourselves on Apple. Uh, quite a bit iTunes or is that your uh, yeah, platform of choice? I would, I get, I mean, I guess I don't get the specific breakdown of what, um, what downloads come from where I do know we need our YouTube numbers popped up. So for all you listeners of this podcast, go right ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube. We need that. We're getting closer to getting monetized. So oh, okay, subscribe cool. on YouTube and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen to. You can listen to just on one, on one media. I'm fine with that, but just subscribe to YouTube. Turn off the fucking notifications. I don't care. I just need the number of subscribers to go up so we can get monetized on this damn thing. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Show us that money. (laughs) And I I believe I have done that already. I did watch, listen to the American Beauty one. So uh, I believe when I uh, did uh, tune into that, that I did click like, but I'll certainly uh, spread the word, promote it on my podcast as well. Cool. Thank you. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Guys, I really appreciate your time. Uh, thrilled. But to tell you the truth, I was a little bit nervous going in. And Why were you nervous? You well, good. because you guys are so professional. <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, could yeah, you call my mom and tell her that? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And your guests, when you, the guests that you get, when you're, reading off their bios and it's just like oh such and such espn the new york times uh, fox news blah, blah, blah. and it's like wow you're getting some reputable people here it's like i'm impressed yeah people so, want to gut those cows they it's not that cows. it's on it and then to our credit to again back to bill schultz i love bill schultz bill's gotten us a lot of people from you know he that he knows bill's a great dude and that's the key too is people have a for all you people who are listening who give a shit who want to do a podcast be fucking original have a, t- take a common theme sure like we've done but have some, an insanely unique take on it when people will hear the, the pitch i don't hear anyone go that's a stupid concept it's all or or ah, it's been done never have i fucking ever heard that for a second like oh you know what that sounds like how did this get made but the other way around and go bingo but better because we're funnier absolutely i say say. but i'm glad i'm I'm glad we scare you because uh again there's 20 years of comedy experience over in israel and i'm 11 so we've 31 years of crowd wrangling so we know how to fucking (laughs) be efficient and crack that whip and keep people in line and keep things moving that's all about emceeing a show right there so absolutely absolutely a lot of experience with that 
Yeah. Oh, whoever did the Goodwill Hunting, I listened to that yesterday and laughed my ass <laughs> off. Oh that, my god! Monster episode. Easily one of our top five people, uh, people and episodes, and that is none other than the lovable Dave Landau, whom I just spoke with to today, and we're going to get him back to do the Social Network. So he's done That's that episode. Be- he's done, and he's done Philadelphia. So if I were you. I would go download the Philadelphia episode because that one is a <laughs> fucking riot. Yeah. So. Just so dry, so quick. I laugh at things I know I shouldn't laugh at, and I laugh hardest at those <laughs> comments, and I won't mention what they are. But, oh no, that's God. fine because I'm, I'm laughing along. We're both laughing along with him. Dave makes this. It is – so this is – so some of the episodes will run long. I, I don't – I've never edited Landau and we go an hour and 20, sometimes an hour and a half. I think we went with Google hunting, but it was, there is zero fat to be trimmed and everyone goes fucking that is all. That's the pinnacle is the good one. one of the good, the good one hunting is one, one of our favorites by far. He's Excellent. amazing. He's great. He's so quick for all the reasons you just said, I don't need to get him back, got back into him again, but like yeah. you just said, he's amazing. Yeah. And I'll have to listen to the others that, He's on. He is that type of guy that you just want to hear. Uh, it doesn't matter what movie it is, really. It's just, you know, he's going to be funny. Yeah, he's yeah, amazing. All right. Um, so I'll thank you. I knew I was going to thank you a bunch of times, but we can end it here. Uh, again, Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, Gutting the Sacred Cow. You can listen to him on Spotify, uh, Apple, uh, pretty much any platform that is out there. But more, most importantly, please like them on youtube yes please yes. And yes. any other promos that you want to throw out there gentlemen yeah i'll do one kevin you do the other gutting the sacred cow.com every day for our blog articles as i had said our favorite segment and a lot of people like this too is called that doesn't happen where we watch film the films we all have seen a million times and we say that doesn't happen. And we're not talking about some crazy shit like Neo in the Matrix or shooting spiders out of your fuck out of you know and climbing walls. We're talking about just basic random shit that happens that the screenwriters try and pass off as regular. And Kevin Israel picked the his first choice was the best one by far, and that is getting into someone's car, obviously not yours, and then pulling down the sun visor and having the spare set of keys there so you can drive off in their car. Like that doesn't fucking happen in real life. No one puts their spare keys in the sun visor of a car and that's we, we just there's a lot of different things like like last week I, I had said taken where he's getting to the last part before he goes in and gets his daughter from the shake and there's like the last bodyguard there and the bodyguard runs out of bullets and then Liam Neeson throws the gun down his advantage <laughs> and dives through a plate glass little fucking partition and does hand-to-hand combat fuck that no one does that he would just shoot him right in his dumb face that's it game over that doesn't happen Guttingthesacredcow.com, GTSE podcast on Twitter, as well as Gutting the Sacred Cow, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, whatever else. Kevin Israel, you can take the second one. Uh, And leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. A couple sentences really helps, and we love to hear from our listeners and see what they like and what they don't like, but there's never anything they don't like because what is there not to like? Uh, so leave us a you know five star rating, a couple sentence review. It helps us, it makes us happy, and it pushes up us up in the rankings on the algorithm. And really, that's all that matters in life. And where are you on the movie reviews for iTunes right now? Uh, Don't ask I, that question right now. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a rough month. We have cracked the top fifteen on iTunes. That's oh. our high water mark. 
Right okay. now, it's summertime. Numbers, uh, not as summertime. Yeah, it's a little yeah, bit. Everything's not easy. Tough sledding right now with July Fourth weekend just passed and all, but right. we're uh, we're consistently in the top one hundred. That I will absolutely promise you that we are. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Well, have a good night. Thank you again, and uh, I'll keep listening. And certainly, I'll spread the word, and hopefully, the listeners will as uh, as well. We appreciate it, Matt. Appreciate it, Matt. Thanks again for having us. Okay. Have a good night, gentlemen. You too. Yep. And there you have it. One thing I discovered is I need a new microphone. Those guys sound pretty good, especially Kevin Israel. And again, thank you for listening. Please check these guys out. Like them on all forms of social media. And especially like them on YouTube, that's what they're pushing the most. You can find me on various platforms as well. Spotify, iHeartRadio, somebody I've never heard of. Still trying to figure out how to get it onto iTunes, which I will soon. And when I do, I'll announce it. Until next time, love you all and always appreciate you listening.